Did we think that Tombi was- Tombi? Hmm. Did we think that Tombi was a zombie? <laughs> Do you like that? Did you like that? I think that we thought Tombi was a zombie. Hello, and welcome to our Chaos Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And if I could talk to any of my ancestors, it would 100% be the ones that had a castle. Mm. Um, because my family has like, well, it's like our lineage was like the McLaughlin Castle. And it's still there, but now it's all ruins. I want to know what it was like to be royal. I think cool. that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my name is Jobin Jeffrey. I'm a 24-year-old actor and film... What did I say? Jobin Jeffrey? I'm on my period. <laughs> and I'll say it out loud. Okay. I'm going to leave that in the podcast. Do it. Because everyone needs to know why I'm so irritable this episode. Irritable. Um, our brains get scrambled. Mm-hmm. Um, everything hurts from about your navel down to like your knees. Yeah. Yeah. That's always fun. Anyway, my name is actually Robin Jeffrey. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a 24-year-old actor and filmmaker, although I feel like I haven't made a film in like a two in like two years, so I don't know. I'm about to start a new job though, so maybe I'll have a different title. Okay. Anyway, now that we've go- we're going through every single sentence in my bio. Oh, okay. Well, I like yeah. rooting anti-heroes. Okay. And feminist agendas. I think chaos has at least one of those. Mm-hmm. And I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. Cool. Can you confirm that? I can absolutely confirm that. Cool. I run at the hundred script on Twitter. Yes, you do. Occasionally. People think it's official. They yell at you for details. Yeah. You don't know them. Yeah. They're like, hey, what, what happens to Bellamy this season? I, I'm I sorry. Know. I do not know. Bring Lexa back. Yeah. I would if I could. I would, but I can't. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And if you're looking for the spelling of that, wait till either the end of the podcast or check the description because it's there. But be careful following her because right now it's just a uh, drag queen stan account. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. But um, actually, you know what? You shouldn't be careful. You should just go follow her. It's good content. It is good content. Um, If you like shipping uh, men in wigs that uh, just seem really nice and happy together. And is one half Canadian, just yeah. like us. You're one half Canadian? No, we're all Canadian. Oh, okay. <sighs> Uh, and if I could talk to any of my uh, ancestors, I would talk to my great-grandmother. Her name was May Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. I'm named after her mm-hmm. because the E in Robin E. Jeffrey stands for Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Um, and from what I've heard about her, she was pretty cool. Oh. I think that there's a picture of me as a baby with her. So I guess I... But I haven't... I, it doesn't, I haven't really met her. Oh, okay. And I would like to have. Okay. Like, for example, do you ever watch Who Do You Think You Are? Oh, the show about uh, family histories? Yeah, yeah. That, that, like, um, Ancestry does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they, like, go and take a celebrity and then they, like, take them off yonder all over the place. Yeah, I just, I would definitely go and learn some more about May Elizabeth because I think she's cool. Well, that's neat. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Today we have words to say about episodes 107 to 110 of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm -hmm. We sure do. Mm -hmm. Um, Half of it is our, our past selves who are saying things. Yeah. And then our present selves. Mm-hmm. Cool. <clears throat> this episode will contain spoilers for the entirety of season one of Chaos. It will not contain spoilers for the Christmas special or season two because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Should we have seen the Christmas special by now? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Season two, though, just came out today on the day that we're recording this. Yes, it's literally yes. today. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I have seen a few gift sets about it, but not enough to know what actually happens. I I am going to admit to something. Mm-hmm. I did go looking to see if there was any... Madam Spellman. How did content. you know? 
because you have a brand. Okay, well, that's fair. I did go looking to see, um, and I've seen a couple things so far, but nothing that indicates canon. So mm. allow me to express my disappointment right now. Make it canon, you cowards. Okay. Okay. Um, so the first episode we're going to talk about is called Feast of Feasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was episode 107. And to be honest, it was probably my favorite episode of the season. I would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, would you like to do your summary of it? I forgot that I had to do that. One moment. Sure. The Spellmans are selected to host the annual Feast of Feasts and Zelda volunteers to represent their family in the lottery for Queen of the Feast, who is sacrificed and eaten at the feast. During the selection, Sabrina replaces Zelda and becomes handmaiden to Prudence, who is selected as Queen. Sabrina spends the week trying to convince Prudence to reject her selection and brings her to Baxter High, where she claims Harvey's family are witch hunters. As a precaution, Sabrina casts a protection spell on Harvey. Later, Sabrina discovers that Lady Blackhood was responsible- I said Blackhood. You know what? Riverdale. Upsetting. Lady Blackhood is Lady just Penelope Blackhood. these days. Okay. <clears throat> Later, Sabrina discovers that Lady Blackwood was responsible for selecting Prudence as queen, as Father Blackwood is her biological father. At the feast, Father Blackwood announces that Prudence cannot fulfill her duties as queen, but before he can cancel the feast, Mildred sacrifices herself and is declared queen of feasts. The next day, Agatha and Dorcas perform a ritual to kill Harvey and his brothers in the mines. Well, who the heck is Mildred? <laughs> that heck in half worked. Yeah. Um, so before we say anything, we're gonna throw it back to our thoughts, like, l- months and months ago. Time travel! Like, I think, st- like, last year. Oh, boy. No, yeah, watched. like, um, wasn't it right around Halloween? It was a- It was right after Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's that. Okay. Welcome to the 107 thing. <laughs> thing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome to our 107 chaos thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked this episode a lot. It's been my favorite so far, yeah. I think. It was spooky. Mm-hmm. It had moral quandaries. It had, it had plot twists. Yeah! It had yeah. plot twists. It had, um, it had funny kooky shenanigans. <laughs> That's it my did. favorite. It had mysteries. Yeah. Sabrina finally um, had a chilling adventure and it was a mystery. Yeah. Ah! I love kooky adventures. Love those. Yeah. I love seeing Prudence and Sabrina um, teaming up. Yep. This episode really had something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, I really liked it. We got the things that we had asked for about Susie. Yep. We got the things that we asked for about Ambrose. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm pleased with that. Yep. We're sad about the Kempers. Yeah, that was genuinely shocking. We both went, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry that happened to them. That was really sad. It was sad. I was like, I get, I mean, I get it. Like that happens to people, right? When your kid dies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. And we also got some backstory on like Greendale as a place mm-hmm. and like the history of each of the kids, which I really liked. It's interesting that all of them seem to have something like supernatural going on, even though they're not supernatural. Yeah. Anymore. Which again, makes me wonder if they're going to cross any of those elements over to Riverdale mm-hmm. or if Riverdale will never be supernatural. And of course, Light of My Life, Else Got Caldwell showed up. Of course. I love her. And we both had someone from our favorite shows in this episode. Because mm. Michael Hogan was in this episode, uh, who was on Battlestar Galactica. And Else Got Caldwell, who was on Lost. There you go. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so nice for us. Yeah. That's so cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. That's, that is so cute and fun and good and fresh. Yeah. What else? Do you think that the, like, knowing now that prudence is not an orphan like their whole thing is that they are the orphans Mm -hmm. and the fact that prudence is now not an orphan is is obviously turning their noses to her yeah at this point 
I think that'll put her in danger. So Prudence will probably be friends with Sabrina now. I hope so. Yeah. The thing that I was frustrated by was after they ate the truth cake, Mm -hmm. no one asked Father Blackwood more questions. I know. That was such a lost opportunity. Yeah. Okay, my question is, did he eat the cake before he answered the question about Edward or after? Oh, well, I mean, we'll check on our big... Because if he's telling the truth, then it's like, okay, but I think he's full of crap. Mm. Like, I don't think anything is overly truthful about him, but you never know. Yeah. I also need Nick to take four healthy steps back um, at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, it's a little too far, bud. Yeah. Every single episode he's in, I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's enough. That's, you're good. Yeah. Why don't you just walk away? Oh, Zelda at the end. Oh, that was where good. Where she said that she wouldn't sacrifice Sabrina for anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so her fanatical devotion actually does have a limit. Mm-hmm. Which is really important. It's too bad that what Sabrina was working towards, which was abolishing the Feast of Feasts, was ruined by frickin' Mildred. Yeah, Mildred, what's your damage? Yeah, come on, Mildred, what's your beef? Ugh, ew, and then they ate her. Yeah, and I was like, Dorcas, please. (laughs) I am continually frustrated that this matriarchal society is led by, like, male priest. Mm -hmm. And he's like, let's, hey, which person in this line of women should we kill this year? And it's like, just because... Like, Freya did it once doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. Yeah, long live Freya. Um, she dead. Yeah. So, like, don't eat each other. I don't know. Cannibalism. Don't eat each other. Hot, that's a hot take. Don't eat each other. Brittany Wright, 2018. Yeah. I don't think that's advice that Hannibal Lecter would follow. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what do we, we saw Ben. That's another thing that we saw. We saw Ben. Um, Ben from Riverdale. I don't want to talk about Ben. So, uh, we talked a little bit on our Riverdale podcast about how we are pretty sure that this took place in between seasons one or seasons two and three of Riverdale. Yes. If you guys have not seen Riverdale, um, you're about to get some Riverdale spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ben in, I believe, 302 of Riverdale um, died. Like he fully just died. Yeah, so. he committed suicide. So it's clear that this happened before then. I'm confused because it looked like Madame Satan ate him. Yeah, and Ben is fully alive at the beginning of... So maybe this takes place after... No. No, 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 because here's the thing. It's like, he's supposed to be living in Riverdale. Like, he lives in Riverdale and then Greendale and then Riverdale again. So it's like... Did he go back to Greendale again? So did this take place in between seasons one and two of Riverdale? Because that's when Ben was living in Greendale. It probably was written around then. Yeah. Maybe. Ben just has, like, 15 different jobs. Like, the first time we see him, he's working at the drive-in. drive-in. Then at then he's doing piano lessons in Greendale. With Miss Grundy. Yeah. Yep. Then he is working at the Bijou. Yep. Um, and then he's, like, you know, playing games. And now I guess he also works at Persephone Pizza. Persephone, come on. That was so beautiful. Persephone, just another alliteration. Maybe this is everyone in Greendale is actually dead and this is where he went after he committed suicide. Yeah. Maybe. Like, because it's clear that he didn't die with Madam Satan, but also Ben was like kind of getting with Miss Grundy, so it like tracks that he's like into Madam Satan. Mm-hmm. Freaking Ben. Ben and I have so much in common, <laughs> but I don't. I just don't understand the implication that she ate Ben and then Ben dies. Yeah, but not at the same time. Yeah. What if Ben is just like this random ass character that just keeps popping up, and you're like, I thought you were dead, and he's like, he, 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 like they don't even say anything about it. That seemed correct. If he hadn't shown up in season three of Riverdale. Like, literally, he was, like, random dude in episode 104, random dude at the beginning of season two, random dude in the middle of season two. And then in season three, he came in and he was like, yes, his name is, like, this is his name. This is his thing. We see his mother. We talk about what his last name is. Like, yeah. He was totally random. He was random every single time. 
I'm so confused. Yeah. I feel like that's actually a really key part of the mystery of Riverdale season three, and we just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Ooh, beach. Like, what happened to Ben in Greendale, and then why he died, mm-hmm. and why he started playing Griffin Cigar Girls in the first place? Yeah. 100% that's going to have something to do with this. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Because, who knows? Maybe Ben was the one who got the game in the first place. From Madam Satan. From Madam oh. Satan. <laughs> if Madam Satan is the game master... What if Madam Satan shows up in Riverdale? We'll be like, um, I would lose my sh- <laughs> I would lose my crap because Michelle Gomez says like she wants to fight Alice Cooper, and I really want to see Madam Satan and Alice Cooper fight because I genuinely don't know who would win. Because mm. like Alice has killed a couple people. That's the truth. And her husband was a serial killer. Yeah. And her boyfriend's the Serpent King. Yeah. So what else? Don't know. Hmm. Oh, I really like the aesthetics of this episode. Mm. I really liked all the outfits. I- oh, the old witch in the woods. Do all witches end up looking like that? No, it's because she was like, ran away. She was excommunicated and she ran away. Does that mean Hilda's going to end up looking like that? No, because Hilda has a family who's looking after her. I don't know. I'm Hmm. just making things up. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that's right, but like, go off. Also, whose familiar was that? Was that her familiar that died? The deer? Oh, I wasn't even paying attention to that. Oh, it was someone's familiar. Like there was... I was texting my mom. That was helpful for me to have this discussion then. Mm. Yeah, this is really helpful. Okay, well then that doesn't that doesn't answer a single well, question. Well, the future us know. Yeah, future us will know, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's okay, it. thank you. Oh, oh, also worried about Harvey Squad. Yes. Yeah. Don't hurt him. <laughs> he's a good person. I think he's already been hurt. No, he's a good person. Stop it. <laughs> he's a good person with a lot to offer. Stop it. Stop it. All right, now we're done. An R5. He was Austin in Austin and Allie. Here we go. Support him. I support him. Okay. Okay. Talk to you next time. Only three more episodes left. Yeah. I'm, it's getting real good though. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Sweet deal. After last episode, which we didn't like, right? After this episode, I'm like, I want to keep watching more. Yeah, we'll keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Bye. Bye. Welcome back. It's good to be here. <laughs> we went back in time and then we came forward in time. And I think that's nice for us. The main thing that we talked about in our preview thoughts was uh, two things that I really pulled out of it was whose familiar died because they like went to the freaking creepy witch's house mm-hmm. and then Harvey's family shot a familiar and it was like a creepy deer with like a goblin sticking out of it or something. So it was somebody's familiar, but it wasn't clear if it was Desmelda's who was the creepy witch lady or whose it was or whether it was just like, I don't know. Okay, so there's two, I have two thoughts here. One, I now only remember episodes by what Madam Satan was wearing because in this one she was wearing a leather jacket and that was fun for me. Two, didn't someone try and tie this deer into the same one that Archie almost hit in Riverdale? You know what? That makes me care about the deer. Yeah. Weird that it's about Archie. Well, Jughead was there too. Jughead was there too. Um, But yeah, that was in 207. Mm-hmm. Um, 07, of, of 07? Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder. Seven is a magical number. And speaking of Riverdale, the other thing that we spent a lot of, like a weirdly amount of, long amount of time talking about in our preview thoughts was uh, Ben. I still don't understand the mystery of Ben. Yeah. Um, wish, and who's to say that it isn't in season two, but like the fact that Ben was there and was presumed dead was never explained, especially when he shows up again later and we literally see his death. I'm very confused because, like, Madam Satan is supposed to eat people. Yeah. Or specifically men. Mm -hmm. And then Ben just magically survives Madam Satan. So I guess Madam Satan just really wanted pizza that day. Yeah. And she was like, 
I'll let you live. Yeah, actually let that one go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So now going into some of the things that I just uh, pulled out in my rewatch. Um, the use of the phrase, may we meet again. <laughs> nice. Also, uh, cannibalism happens in this um, episode, and that happened in The 100 recently, in season it's, five. It's good to know that CW and CW adjacent shows all kind of share the same gross universe. Yeah. Only women are eligible for the Feast of Feasts because it's the Dark Lord's will, and he is sexist. And we know that about him. This is... Th- I, I I keep trying to find my problem with chaos. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to the same kind of casual, mythical misogyny that also permeates Riverdale. Mm. Which is, women are beings that have some kind of otherworldly presence, and men are, like, very much grounded in reality, and they are above the women. Mm. And, like, the same thing happens, like, you know, the, the cheerleaders all getting poisoned. All the women in the town of Riverdale being poisoned. Right. Only women can be eaten. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense sense to me and the and the logic within the show is oh well the dark lord says so and i'm like so the dark lord's sexist overthrow him and eat him yeah you know what i mean yeah i don't know i just i have a lot of problems with the gender dynamics on this show except for when it comes to Susie, Mm. because i think they handle Susie the best which is kind of odd i don't know well one of the reasons why Susie is handled so well is probably because lachlan themselves is right there being able to kind of address that mm-hmm. and even kind of supervise over it. Yeah. Too, I think, maybe. But, like, whereas, like, the rest of the... It's, like, that's the, like, a little progressive bubble. Mm-hmm. And then the witch side... And, I mean, of course they might be doing this purposefully, where the mystical, magical side of the whole show is deeply rooted in cultural misogyny. But the fact that they don't address that as much, like, Sabrina is just kind of like, hey, your things are stupid, but she doesn't question why it's always only women. I mean, I think even maybe in this episode, we've seen the um, magical side of this show be really... um, in the past, like yeah. when uh, Zelda is giving Lady Blackwood an ultrasound, but it's literally just like with a stethoscope or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it makes sense to me that the human side of things is more cr- progressive, especially with like Wicca and everything. Mm-hmm. And that it's like, you know, we've learned sometimes in Harry Potter, the the muggles have figured out something better than what the wizards have. Oh, for sure. Like, muggle medicine. Yeah, exactly. But the wizards, of course, are like, no, and they don't adapt that sort of thing because of some stupid sense of entitlement and, like, honor and, like, honoring the past sort of thing. Tradition? It's what the Malfoys have. Bigotry. Ah! It's... <laughs> The Malfoys have bigotry. Bigotry. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing here. Sometimes the muggles do it better, but they're not going to admit that. Yeah, that's true. Um, We got to see Rose from Lost, so obviously I love that. I'm pretty sure this is the first episode that we got to see her. And I think I might even mention this in like a preview that's coming up. And of course, by preview, if you guys haven't joined us here before, preview is what we kind of call the piece of audio that we made right after we watched the episode. Mm-hmm. So I think in a preview that's coming up later in this recording that we're doing right now, mm-hmm. um, I mentioned how interesting it is to see L. Scott Caldwell, who plays Rose slash, what's her heckin' name in here? Roz's grandma? Yeah. Grandma? Yeah. Or yeah. great aunt or something. I don't remember. Um, it's so interesting to see her play a character that is so... I mean, you've used this word already, but I can't think of another one because you've already used it. Because I have period brain? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep bringing it up because I don't care. Okay. But... 
so mythical mm-hmm. or so you know what I mean ethereal, Luna Love Goody ethereal Love Goody mm. Luna Love Goody just on another plane of existence quirky sort of thing. Quirk, quirky yeah um because her character of Rose in Lost is so rooted in faith but in a different way she has um rose has a very logical faith yeah where her brain is just like you need to do this you need to do this you absolute moron Mm -hmm. but also i believe in a lot of higher power sort of thing yeah so it's interesting to see her play a character that's like magical powers you know yeah especially after the i think one of the only other things i've ever seen her in is she was on brooklyn 99 for a for like one episode where she played holt's mom oh right and holt is such a logical character but like in a comedic way and so, of course, you know, she comes in and she's also the exact same way. So it's, I've just never seen her play a character that's so... Out there. And kind of eerie. Yeah. You know? Um, so that was interesting. They said that uh, Prudence being chosen as queen, it was the first time an orphan is queen. But she's not an orphan. So, no. She's sure not. Don't the aunties hear the music from the orgy party? Um, I feel like there must be some kind of dampening charm. Then why does Sabrina hear it? I don't have an answer for that question. And they're all like, oh my god, Sabrina, join us. <laughs> Sabrina's like, that's my cousin. Yeah, like... So, like, no. We're related. <laughs> so, like... And that's incest. No, I think I'm gonna go with... Mm, no? Mm, uh, pass? Pass? Big pass. I I mean, Principal Hawthorne is heckin' gross, but at least he noticed Wardwell's glow up. Yeah, because that was the thing that was driving me nuts the entire time, yeah. is why hasn't anyone noticed that Madam Satan's hot now? Yeah. Or I guess Wardwell. And that her wardrobe, like, just thinking about Madam Satan having to go shopping, mm-hmm. because it's clear that Wardwell's, like- In Greendale? Yeah. Yeah. And her wardrobe would not, like, do anything for Madam Satan. So she had to go, like, buy all new clothes. Mm-hmm. Love that. I want to see that episode. A montage, please. Yeah. A montage. I just wanted to express, like, the main reason why I really liked this episode was the dynamic between, like, Sabrina brings her kooky friend Prudence to meet her friends, you know? Like, Sabrina has such opposite worlds, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, the point. So it's like, I just want them to intersect more because that was so delightful. Yeah. It's more delightful when the people from the otter world enter the real, like, our real world. Mm -hmm. When we see Sabrina, like, in the sort of witch world and, like, around the magic things, everything just seems, you know, it's very dark. And, you know, that's a really fun world to be in. But the comedic factor of having prudence Mm -hmm. in a high school. Yeah. That's genius. We've said before that we kind of had problems with this season just because it really seemed like every episode was a bottle episode and if you didn't like the plot or whatever then you're like screwed well yeah there's they're they're standalone plots but luckily i did like this one and that's why i liked it so much good so they're bringing up connor again it said that he had occult objects but who murdered him though Again, uh, none of this really wound up mattering. Still don't know. Desmelda, the creepy witch, chosen as queen, high priest wanted to do her, so she ran. Yeah, I would run too. Yeah. Have you seen him? She was like a kid though, too. Like, And of course the high priest was like, ooh, guess who told me to do this? Maybe it's, yeah, that's a great, ex- that's a great excuse that actually closely mi- mirrors certain other gross things that happen in other religions. It's Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, but- it's just like, I can't, I think one of the other things that I just can't stand is the crap that the high priest gets away with that everyone normalizes that behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ew, why are you so predatory towards young women? Yeah. It's gross. 
it is gross. But do you think they're doing it to mirror reality? Yeah, I, if they are, I would like to see a little bit more, um, more clear overt mentions because mm-hmm. so far they've just sort of normalized it, especially in, regor- in regards to like how Blackwood conducts himself around Sabrina. Mm. I don't know. It's just it makes me uncomfortable. I did these notes about a week ago, so I don't remember exactly who says this, but somebody said something like Blackwood treated prudence like a daughter so we should have seen it coming yeah the deer was a familiar it was half demon question mark i guess because that's what a familiar is yeah and since it was killed it was like half deer half like weird gremlin it you know props to the props department because it looked really cool but it looked real fake oh did it i thought it looked just grotesquely fantastic yeah but in a way that it's just like somebody made that out of what clay (laughs) i don't know i think rubber maybe Okay, yeah. A moment between Agatha and Tommy. Where's any way you were talking about? I don't remember. Apparently there was an, a moment between Agatha and Tommy somewhere. Oh, I remember. It's when they're all in a circle around the familiar to, like, hide it. Because um, if they saw that, they'd be like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a moment where Tommy, like, goes up to Agatha and, like, is like, hmm. You know, like, looking around because they're all invisible or whatever. And there's a moment where, you know that moment in Deathly Hallows Part 1 when Hermione is like, I have, a, I have like, a screen up so that nobody can see anything and then the head snatcher yeah. comes up and is like and pretends that he smells or thinks he per- smells her perfume or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like that moment um, and I thought it was interesting that it was Agatha and Tommy because she's going to take his place yeah. as the dead person or whatever. Yeah. Um, Roz's family was already cursed um, and it wasn't Wardwell. No. So we were thinking it was I think at some point. It wasn't. Well because the show kind of implied that it was War- or, or that it was like Madam Satan or Wardwell like there was some kind of thing there and then it was like oh no never mind her family was cursed the whole time. It's like what? <laughs> Persephone's pizza is where Ben That's works. such a good joke. Yeah, I mean, I, I could talk about Persephone, but, like, just look her up. Because there are so many cool things about Persephone. She's a goddess in Greek mythology. And probably my favorite, just because I think she's so cool and she has so many cool stories. Mm-hmm. So I urge people to go check out some of the mythology behind Persephone, because I think she's really cool. Um, Prudence's last name is Knight, and they're from the Church of Knight. But remember, she didn't know that she was adopted. Oh, maybe that, that was a lot name given to her because they're from the church of night maybe Hmm. is they gave her that would make sense actually um and then my last note for this episode was luke you don't seem to care that much that the kempers died does luke care about anything i don't know I'm still so confused about Luke. I'm confused about a lot of what went on with that whole plot line. Yeah. Just because none of it paid off into anything. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for our favorite line award. My favorite line award goes to Prudence for... Oh, you had me at boys to torment. And mine goes to Ambrose for... Prudence getting her just desserts by literally becoming the dessert. Um, cool. So the next episode is The Burial. Here we go. So, Harvey survives the mine collapse thanks to Sabrina's protection spell. However, his brother is killed along with four other humans. During Tommy's funeral, Harvey and his father have an argument which gets physical and Tommy's casket falls over. Roz picks up Tommy's helmet and has a vision of Dorcas and Agatha in the mines crushing puppets of Harvey and Tommy with their rocks. Roz confides in Sabrina about the vision calling the cunning by her Nana Ruth after her family was cursed for crossing a witch generations ago. Sabrina tells Prudence and they along with Nick and Dorcas assist in resurrecting Tommy and replacing his soul with Agatha's. However, they use the cane pit in the cemetery at the Spellman Sisters mortuary to bring her back to life. Meanwhile, Father Blackwood consults with Amber about his house arrest and informs him the deal of immunity still stands if he names his co-conspirators in the plot to blow up the Vatican, but Ambrose refuses. While Harvey and his father are having dinner, Tommy returns home. You know what my problem is with these summaries? Mm. They are not well written. Wow, go off. They, like, the run-on sentences, the word, the use of however in front of the cane pit. Why? Anyway. So we're gonna go to our preview for this episode. 
Hello. We're in the mood for a little chaos. We just talked, or we just watched, well, just. <laughs> we watched episode 108, and then we watched Bob's Burgers, and then we had supper. But yeah, yeah. we watched it recently. In the gram, in the gram scheme of things. The gram scheme. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Who cares? Um, we did just watch it. And it ended on a cliffhanger. And so now I'm like, what's going to happen next? And Robin's like, we'll find out tomorrow. Because we've been watching each one day by day. And I'm going slowly insane. I need to know what happens next. Did you like the episode? Mm-hmm. I think my, the last one was probably still my favorite. Oh, for sure. But this episode was also good. Yeah. I like that there was, once again, like, something for Sabrina to explore and try that was new. Mm-hmm. I knew that Tommy was gonna, like, go back to, like, the body in the mine. Yeah. I, like, that knew that. very obvious. Mm-hmm. And then when she was like... I was like, well, you better go save him or else you're just, like, cursing him to die literally twice. Yeah. You were literally saying that the entire episode. And then she was like, his body wasn't there. Well, yeah, you think? Like, if... I just, like... Clearly he died, like, pretty quickly. Like, she goes home and then, like, they're like, hey, they're all dead, right? Oh, that body's, like, a couple days old. Ew. uh, But also, like, like, if he died pretty quickly, then, like, that's kind of a blessing, if you're gonna, like, put him back in there and then you're just gonna, like, curse him to, like, literally live, like, die a slower death. Just yeah. suffocating in the mines around the bodies of a bunch of other dead guys. Oh, Sabrina. I don't think she thought this one through. But now he's, like, some creepy zombie, I guess, because I guess he got out. Mm-hmm. He has to be a zombie. Ew. Um, I really like that she and Prudence teamed up again. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying to see Prudence, like, break out of that mold. I don't like Nick, but I also do like him. I don't know. I don't get him. I feel like Nick is a messy bitch who lives for drama. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. So I'm he's he's really growing on me. I find it interesting that now that like uh Susie's aunt called them a boy. Mm-hmm. I think that to the to an audience that isn't aware of the um 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 what's it called? Like being not what non-binary is. Yeah, like the um identif- like ha- identifying as non-binary yeah. and uh, an audience that might not understand and might be just familiar with the concept of being transgender. They mm-hmm. probably just think that Susie's transgender. So I really probably. like. I'd really like uh, them yeah. to be more clear about that. That they're being like that. They're doing representation for a community that doesn't often get representation. Yeah. It's good to be clear about that sort of stuff. I completely agree. I had that same thought as well when um, their aunt called them, like, I think it was just, like, boy? Yeah. Like, and I, or... What a good boy something or something. Like, yeah, what a good boy. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of confusing messaging because if you don't put a label on it, then people are going to assume, oh, okay, this character is trans. Yeah. And they're not. They're just non-binary. Yeah. So there's no... It's either, you know, they go by both pronouns or they don't go by any pronouns, but it definitely needs more clarification. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect representation, but it's, I guess it's something. Yeah. Um, which Take is, what you can get, Which honestly. is more than Riverdale can boast about Jughead and being ace, mm-hmm. so. Whatevs. Yeah. I'm waiting for the consequences of when Zelda, like, used magic on Harvey's dad. Yeah, she kind of just, like, stopped him, like, mid-rant and was about to hit Harvey and then. And then there was no consequences Yeah. For um, we both thought the whole relationship between Zelda and Father Blackwood was freaking gross. Yeah. No, I hate it. I hate it. I really hate it. Because, first of all, like, it, it's gross on two levels. 
on the top one, he's using his power, like, as a man in, like, the Church of Satan to, like, influence her and she, like, has to prostrate herself to him and it's just, like, the the power dynamic is really messed up. Yeah. And on another mm-hmm. level, he hasn't cut his nails, and that's nasty. Oh my gosh, every time I see them, I'm just like, those are bad acrylics. They're bad. One, they're bad acrylics, and two, how dare you go anywhere near her with those nails? Ew. Like, ugh, they're gross. He needs to, like, really meet some, like, lesbians. Like, stat. They will They will get him sorted out. We both really thought that Ambrose, like, clearly it ended up working out for him, but we were both just like, just give up the names. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been, like... As far as we know, like years and years and years and years, and they haven't come here to like say thank you or anything. Yeah, as far they as clearly we know. don't give a crap about him. So go off, I guess. I mean, it worked out for him, but yeah. still, like I was like, throw him under the bus. But it shows what kind of person he is, which is a very moral person. Yeah. So that was really cool in terms of like seeing like who he is as a person. Um, I want to see them trying to like rob the Vatican. Yeah. I think that would be- flashback? Yeah, I think that'd be so funny. Trying and failing to rob the Vatican? Mm -hmm. That's a riot, but uh, maybe- I thought they were trying to blow it up. Were they trying to blow up the Vatican? That's what I thought. Either way, it's gonna be hilarious to watch. Yeah. So, um, what else? What else happened in that episode? I'm trying to Oh, um, uh- Blow up the Vatican. Oh, okay, blow up the Vatican. What were you gonna say? With the cunning. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of confused why a curse would- cause someone to develop extrasensory like powers. I I like but I like the it. use of the word vision when they are losing their vision. Like I think yeah. that's cool that they're getting a different type of vision. Yeah. And I think it's going to be I, I really I love all these kids. Usually like, you know, you kind of get sick of different side characters and stuff, but I really love all these kids a lot. They're very endearing in like their sort of like innocence, mm. you know? Like, they seem like actual teenagers. Yeah. Whereas you watch Riverdale and you're like, these are almost 30-year-olds playing teenagers. Like, I at no point do I think these are high schoolers. Yeah. But I believe these kids are high schoolers and they're young and they're, like, struggling. Mm-hmm. So I really like all these kids a lot. Okay. Whether or not I can remember their names really seems to be um, a problem, Yeah, actually. I have no idea what half their names are. Do you need help? Harvey, Susie. Roz. Roz! Rosalind. Wait, I really forgot Rosalind. It's like the name of one of my favorite characters. Yeah, it's embarrassing. For of you. like all time. Yeah. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I'll probably yeah. just cut that out for myself. No, because I'm um, editing these. Did anything else happen that we should talk about? I don't know. I still love Harvey. Alessandro Giuliani was in this episode again, and that was really exciting for yeah, me. Yeah, we love him. I want him to be regular. I do not want him to be a red shirt. No. I love him to pieces. Yeah. So. Okay. Other than that. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> Time travel! Oh my gosh! I want you guys to know that while you guys are listening to the preview, it's literally been zero seconds, and this is this is a dramatic reenactment of what we do when we when we jump to the preview. So now it's time to jump to the preview. Thanks for thanks for listening to the preview. <laughs> <laughs> um, because editing. Um, but some of our thoughts in the preview, we had said we were wondering if there was going to be consequences for Zelda casting a literal spell on Mr. Kinkle, like, very obviously. And Mr. Kinkle is basically like, oh my god, what's happening here? Something crazy is happening. But no, there, there no. aren't any consequences. No. And we really wanted to see a flashback of Ambrose's crime. I, I, I want hope. that to be in season two. Because Me too. I don't want to watch Sabrina's relationship drama with Harvey and whatever. I want to see Ambrose try and blow up the Vatican. 
Um, I want to see both. Oh, okay. Because you know I'm a hoe for a love triangle. It's true. I just find Harvey very boring. That's fair. He's a nice boy and that's fine. As a character, he's boring as sin. That's fair. There's actually a lot of really cool um, details in this episode, mm-hmm. I noticed. My first question is, how is Susie taking orders from their aunt? Like, what do you mean? It's just weird that, like, Susie does stuff... And then later it's revealed that, like, their aunt told them to do it. Mm. And I'm like, so Roz is supposed to have this cunning and sees visions. Oh, yeah. What's Susie's excuse? Susie sees dead people, but only one dead person. And that person is very influential, apparently. Yeah. Harvey doesn't seem to have any powers, but he's supposed to be a witch hunter. Yeah. But that that goes nowhere. And which, I mean... So far. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, my question is, like, what sort of... What what power does Susie have? What power does Susie have? What's what's the tea? They might be able to converse with the dead. Yeah. And that might be, like, that they were the closest to their aunt Mm -hmm. and so maybe now they can like breach out their powers a little bit and kind of like try it on different dead people now i don't know what do you mean by they are they were closest to their aunt well like in terms of like not in terms of relationship but in terms of like type of person right because i think that they said that their aunt like very like spiritually they had a lot in common Mm -hmm. i think even in terms of like gender dysphoria Mm -hmm. and things like that and like you know, not really knowing what their gender was and did they even really have one. Yeah. So I think that, like, because they felt close to their aunt, that might have influenced their connection or something. Yeah. I don't know. Sense. I hope they expo- explain it because I don't know. Yeah. Soil. Okay, so the cane, like, plot of, of yes. the graveyard. Soil from Cain's garden and soaked in Abel's blood. So this is from the Bible. Yes. So in Sabrina lore, the things that happen in the Bible are real? I think some things that happen in the Bible are, I mean, it's kind of a given because the devil exists. Right. But it kind of makes me wonder if a lot of the stuff that happened in the Bible was actually really dark stuff that they like flipped around. I'd really like to see the Witch Academy, what's it heckin' called? Unseen Arts or whatever? The Academy of Unseen Arts. Yeah, I'd like to see them put on a production of Godspell. Oh yeah, because it would just be them ragging on God for like two hours. I think that might be funny. Yeah, I agree. Um, but here are some things about Cain and Abel that I got from uh, Wikipedia that I think uh, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that if Claire is listening to this, our re- the resident Catholic friend. Yeah, we she- have we have a token Catholic friend um, because neither of us are overly religious. Her name is uh, Claire Willett. Yeah, and she's probably she making writes, fun of me. She writes books. Yeah. Go ahead and Google her. Yeah. Um, in the biblical book of Genesis, Cain and Abel are the first two sons of Adam and Eve. Cain, the firstborn, was a farmer and his brother Abel was a shepherd. The brothers made sacrifices to God, each of his own produce, but God favored Abel's sacrifice instead of Cain's. Cain then murdered Abel, whereupon God punished Cain to to a life of wandering. Which kind of also makes sense in the next episode with the returned man and how there's, um, that weird, like, purgatory type place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Cain then dwelt in the land of Nod, land of water, wandering, where he built a city and fathered the line of descendants beginning with Enoch. Some traditional interpretations consider Cain to be the originator of evil, violence, or greed. According to Genesis, Cain was the first human born and Abel was the first to die. So literally the man in black and Jacob then. Maybe. That's from Lost. Yeah. yeah. I it's just like, I kind of wonder what relevance it has in Sabrina. Yeah. But maybe we'll find out later on. Maybe. I mean, what? how is that tied into the Spellmans? I don't know. So they're saying that Cain and Abel was there at, in Greendale? Like, I don't, I'm not just- No, not I sure. don't think they're saying they're in Greendale, but I you think- You thought, they, you think that the soil that was soaked in Abel's blood? Yeah, like how the Spellmans end up with that? Yeah. Was that transported? I don't 
I think it's possible that it's like a Spellman like family heirloom is mm-hmm. like that grave plot. Right. And maybe the Spellmans are descended from that family that he created. Yeah. Which again would be a really cool origin story that I would want them to explore more than whatever the hell they're exploring now. Yeah. Dr. Cerberus. I love him. I love him too. It said that Tommy's dream was that Harvey's dream dreams come true. What a good brother. I am, I am mourn. I am mourn for Tommy. My whole problem with the whole Tommy plotline was that we didn't really know Tommy before he died. Yeah, we saw yeah. him a few times just like call Harvey nerd and and give him like a noogie or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't really know that much about him. So, so like when he died, it was like, oh my God, Tommy's dead. The whole to- town is in mourning. And I was like, who? Yeah. <laughs> um, also, we learned that Tommy had a football scholarship, which is kind of what, which is what Archie was trying to get originally. Well, everyone can do everything better than Archie can. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's a, a messed up part. Uh, Harvey's dad says that Harvey should have died instead to his cool. face. That's such a neat thing to tell your child. Definitely won't scar him for life. Yeah, what the heck? Um, somebody get freaking Harvey out of that house. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yikes. Yeah, he's not winning any Father of the Year awards. I'll tell you that. No. We also learned that Luke's real name is Lucas. I feel like that wasn't a hard thing to guess. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so I want to talk about Ambrose. And his whole thing. Okay. I, there was so much detail in that one scene mm-hmm. that I couldn't really just like make notes. So I just put in everything that we learned in okay. that scene. Um, so here are quotes from that scene. You went to Oxford and published a book of poetry at 17. That's so soft. Why poetry? I don't know. Adorable. You painted with the Surrealists, taught stage magic to Houdini. I love that. My boy, how did you ever end up as a part of a plot to blow up the Vatican? And here's what Ambrose says. Boredom. (laughs) My father died young. He was killed by witch hunters. I drifted from university to university trying to find a father figure, and then I found one. He was brilliant, charismatic, and devoted to the Dark Lord, a young Crowley, and his mission became my mission. And then Blackwood says, you were the only witch arrested for that plot, but you did not act alone, Brother Ambrose. It's true. No, I I was offered a deal. Immunity if I gave up the names of my co-conspirators, but alas, I could not do it. Well, that offer still stands. Give me the names of the others who plotted with you and you shall have your freedom. I will return to hear your decision. So that was a whole lot of, of yeah. what it was. Um, and I don't even know what to say about it. I would just really, really love, I would really love for this to be a big reveal in season two. Mm-hmm. And it could be. And I'm really excited to, to watch that. If it is um, if we learn who that person was who, yeah. who took Ambrose in and it ended up being like I think I said last episode um, I really like when it's somebody from actual history who they bring up and yeah. bring into the fiction of the show I think that's really cool so I'd love for that to happen yeah I love when like basically fan fiction gets written about like historical characters I love that stuff mm-hmm. the Zelda Blackwood stuff I'm, I'm just oh. not, I'm not about it uh, I know that some people like I think it's called Spellwood I've never been less interested in something in my life. I'm interested in hearing what the positives are of it, if anybody listening to this has I think, an opinion, but I, think, I I really cannot see one thing personally Yeah, that is good about it. He, you know, he's committing adultery over his wife and Zelda, it really seems like is maybe being coerced a little bit because he's a high priest and because he's a man of- Yeah, she's very taken in by his power. Not God, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I just feel gross about it. I mean, if Zelda gets laid, that's great for her. Mm. I support her. 
if she wants to get laid. It's just like, it's, it's one of those things that homophobic people tend to say about queer relationships on television is, oh, it just feels forced. Mm. Flip it around. This feels like the most forced relationship on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not the actor's fault. They're doing a great job. It's just that those two characters don't slot together in a way that brings me any interest. Mm-hmm. I don't like their relationship. It's just, honestly, it's just kind of gross. Yeah. And his fingers are gross. And I just remembered his nails. And now I'm upset all over again. That's how you know that Zelda isn't actually getting any pleasure from that relationship. Sabrina makes it so obvious that she's a witch. Like, even when she's with her, like, mortal friends or whatever. Girl, how did you have, like, your whole life to practice being subtle? I don't know. Okay, I have a question. Sure. Is Nick still into Sabrina after she full-on murdered Agatha? Is he more into her now? Yeah, probably. That's seems like a very witch thing to do. Like, she full-on, like, stood behind Agatha and murdered her with, like, no remorse. Like, she knew she was gonna get resurrected, Mm -hmm. but, like, did she know that? I think there's always a little, like, thing of doubt in your brain when you do something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely think he's still interested. I I think he is, too. And since we've both um, made it clear that we think Harvey's a very nice boy, but he's way less interesting than Nick. So I'm kind of more interested in the relationship between Nick and Sabrina at this point. That's totally fair. Okay, so the monkey's paw. Ambrose runs out and is just like, Sabrina, what to heck and a half? You are, you should not be doing murdering and then resurrecting. Then nothing is good about that. And he says, hello, the monkey's paw. So another cool detail about the episode was the bringing up of the monkey's paw. Mm -hmm. The short story involves Mr. and Mrs. White and their adult son, Herbert. Herbert. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Mayor Morris, a friend who served with the British Army in India, introduces them to a mummified monkey's paw. Ugh. Whoa. An old fakir placed a spell on the paw so that it would grant three wishes. Oh, okay. The wishes are granted, but always with a hellish consequences as punishment for tampering with fate. Morris, having had a horrific experience using the paw, throws the monkey's paw into the fire, but Mr. White retrieves it. Before leaving, Morris warns Mr. White that if he does use the paw, then it will be on his own head. At Herbert's suggestion, Mr. White flippantly wishes for 200 pounds, which will enable him to make the final mortgage payment for his house, even though he believes he has everything he wants. The next day, his son Herbert leaves for work at a local factory. Later that day, word comes to the White House that Herbert has been killed in a terrible machinery accident. Although the employer denies responsibility for the incident, the firm has decided to make a goodwill payment to the family of the deceased. The payment of 200 pounds exactly matches the amount Herbert suggested his father should wish for. That's just, that's a fantastic, like, lesson, though. Yeah, I love that. Ten days after their son's death and a week after the funeral, Mrs. White, mad with grief, insists that her husband use the paw to wish Herbert back to life. Reluctantly, he does so, despite a premonition of summoning his son's mutilated and decomposing body. An hour or so later, the cemetery being two miles away, there is a knock at the door. As Mrs. White fumbles at the locks in a desperate attempt to open the door, Mr. White, terrified of the thing outside, retrieves the paw and makes his third wish. The knocking suddenly stops. Mrs. White opens the door to find no one is there. She wails in disappointment and misery. Oh, okay. So they took the Tommy thing a little bit farther. Yeah. Which I I like. Yeah. Yeah. I've, you know, I was going to cut that down, but I feel like the entire story is really relevant. And really interesting. Yeah, totally. So here's something that Ambrose, what? So here's something that Ambrose says to Sabrina as he's like yelling about the monkey's paw stuff that I, I liked about Sabrina at the beginning of the season, but then I began to dislike about Sabrina as the season went on. Okay. Ambrose says to Sabrina, and I quote, why must you always insist that the universe grants you special privileges? 
Yes. And that's the problem with every young adult protagonist, totally. though. Is they're always the special one. Yeah. The chosen one. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. And that's why getting, like, the new Sabrina where her hair is a little bit lighter <laughs> and everything was kind of really interesting. So... I am actually pretty excited to watch season two, um, just to see what's different. That's true. Yeah. I, I I wonder if anything will be different. Mm-hmm. Would you have told the names of your allies if you were Ambrose? Um, depends on if I cared about them or not. Right. Um, if I cared about them, no. If they were gonna let me go down for a crime that they planned really selfishly, uh, no. I would, uh turn them in in a hot second. Yeah. My thing is, it's like, clearly he trusted these people and cared about them, but how long has it been? Like, a hundred years? Yeah, it's been a long-ass time. And they clearly haven't, like, come to see you or even, I mean, as far as I know, been like, hey, Ambrose, thanks for taking the fall, buckaroo. You're the bomb, you know? Yeah, it turns out that they were not worthwhile people to take a fall for, so why continue to protect them at all? I mean, obviously it works out really well for him, but... Yeah. If it was me, I would have been like, yeah, no problem. Like the very first time when they offered me immunity, I probably would have given them up. I would have definitely wanted confirmation from them that they didn't care about me. Yeah. Because I wouldn't throw someone under the bus for no reason. Yeah. I would, I would be like, like, please like give me a chance to think the best of you, Mm -hmm. you know, like please make a decision that will make things even and fair. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't, well, then you go, well, you know, screw that. Yeah. And then I just thought that the ending was really scary. You know, it's like literally the knock on the door, right? Like from the, from the short story. It's so spooky. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all I had for that story, for that, um, episode. Now it's time for our favorite line award. Um, my favorite line award goes to Nick for... Holy shit, it's working. And I have an honorable mention that goes to Prudence and Sabrina for... What do you want? Revenge. I can get behind that. Oh, no. And mine goes to Madam Satan for... How will he ever survive in that house? Alone with that bulldozer of a father. So before we start um, 109, which is called The Returned Man, did you know that there is a Riverdale convention happening here in Vancouver? I did know that. See, the reason why I'm bringing up Riverdale is because Sabrina is in the same uh, universe as Riverdale, and it's here on our Riverdale feed here on the Aficionados. So there's actually a Riverdale convention happening. It's called Sweet RiverCon. It's happening in November of this year, which is 2019. And right now we have uh, Camila Mendez, Skeet Ulrich, Majin Amick, and Vanessa Morgan, Um, with more guests to come and really exciting last uh, if you guys checked out our latest episode of the Riverdale podcast you would know that we have been announced as the moderators moderators for all of the panels at Sweet RiverCon so that's gonna be crazy um and I'm a little nervous about it to be honest yeah um nervous is the perfect word for that yeah so if you guys are interested in watching us um silently freak out on stage check out Sweet River Come join us. Yeah, and we're actually giving away two free weekend passes to Sweet RiverCon. So check out our um, uh, the description of this podcast for that. And at the very end of the survey, it says, what would you have at Pops? And if you're listening here to this podcast, feel free to put in an AF burger and you'll get two entries instead of just one. So yeah, check that out. Come join us. Yeah, it's in Vancouver. It's a good time. Yeah. Mm. So now we're going to talk about The Returned Man, your summary. The Returned Man. 
All right. Father Blackwood allows Ambrose to attend the academy despite his sentence, and he obtains his own familiar, a mouse called Leviathan. Agatha becomes sick and begins coughing up dirt. Hilda advises Ambrose that Agatha was never meant to be brought back to life. Roz has another vision of dogs tearing Tommy apart. This is a great example of how poorly written this is. Roz has another vision, comma, of dogs tearing Tommy apart. What? (laughs) Sabrina discovers that Tommy's soul is in limbo. Harvey worries for his brother, and as he is not what he was before the mind collapse. Sabrina travels to mortal limbo with the help of Madame Satan, where she briefly encounters her mother's soul before finding Tommy. However, she is unsuccessful at bringing him back, as he is eaten by the soul eater. Meanwhile, Susie has been communicating in secret with their ancestor, Dorothea, who asks if the Spellmans are still witches. Later, Sabrina finally tells Harvey that she is a witch and that she needs to kill Tommy, but Harvey chooses to do it and ends his relationship with Sabrina. That's um that's a bad day all around, I think. Yeah. If I was gonna sum it up. Mm-hmm. Um now we're gonna throw to our preview. Hello. Hi. We're here to talk about episode 109, which okay. we just watched. We sure did. Well we watched and then I fell asleep. Yeah, and then I sat and went, I don't really know what to do now, so I did other things. A great tip is, um, because you hang out with an 80-year-old narcoleptic, yeah. just wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I just waited. And eventually <laughs> you woke up. <laughs> so anyway, zombie Tommy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't- Okay. This was a weird, um, penultimate episode. I- Can we keep talking about Riverdale? <laughs> I just, like, I don't- I don't know. I just don't feel any stakes. No, neither do I. Because, I mean, that's what's, I mean, it's different on Riverdale because, you know, it's like, oh, is somebody dead? Ooh, who knows, you know? But at the same time, it's like, it just feels like things are more, how can I explain this? It's like Westworld. Westworld is the show I was thinking of. Westworld. Somebody dies and you're like, but are they dead? Like, I don't know. And then you watch this show and then somebody dies and you're like, but are they dead? I don't know. You know? Mm -hmm. It's like, there just aren't any stakes. And like, I think like, in terms of an overall season arc, I think it's supposed to be Sabrina going dark enough to fight the dark lord but that hasn't been like laid in enough like mm-hmm. they there hasn't been enough of like madam satan like moving pieces together or like talking to the dark lord like there hasn't been enough of anything I know that there are a few times in which she says things like oh yes it's almost time random crow yeah you know? but like it doesn't feel like she's moving pieces enough. It just mm. feels like Sabrina's coming to her instead of her, like, manipulating Sabrina, Yeah, you know? I, she's literally just hanging out, like, having a great time on Earth, like, eating men and waiting for Sabrina to, like, do her own path completely on her own. Which is fine, because it means Sabrina has agency. It just means that, like, I don't know what Madame Satan's role is in Sabrina's life, other than, like, weirdly helpful, like, guide. I'm like, aren't you supposed to hate her? Because yeah. you're helping her a lot. And it feels... Like, and maybe we'll feel different after next episode, mm-hmm. but, you know, it doesn't really feel like there's a season-long arc like there needs to be in Netflix shows when people are actually binging them, you know? Yep. It feels like every episode is a different arc. Mm-hmm. I and completely so, agree. So I like some episodes more than others because I like the arc more. Yep. When, in, when you know, the real goal should be to have a season-long arc that makes everybody care about every episode. Yep, I completely agree. Uh, and, like, I was literally just thinking about that and the fact that in terms of plot, there's no overall arc, but I think in terms of character relationships there mm. is because everything with, like, her relationship with Zelda is coming to a head. Mm. 
But other than that, like, I don't, I don't even know, like, is like the birth of these twins supposed to be significant? Yeah. Like, wh- what does that have to do with the Dark Lord? What does that have to do with Madame Satan? What does that have to do with Ambrose? Like, I don't, none of the pieces fit together. And it's not like they don't fit together, like, in a way that, like, a normal TV show do. Like, would where it's like, oh my god, in the finale, they'll all be stitched and it'll be fine. They don't fit together in a way where I, I know some are still gonna be missing later. Yeah. So... Do you think Agatha is going to be okay now? I guess. It's like that was kind of part of the stakes for like Dorcas, Prudence, and Nick. Mm -hmm. And then it was like a one episode problem and now it's fixed. And you know, like who is Nick? (laughs) Yeah, I still need, I would like to know more about him. It feels like he's just this extra character who's like here for, for like just to be weirdly helpful. Just to be weirdly helpful occasionally. Like, yeah. Or be, like, a more interesting love interest than Harvey. Which I'm not going to shade Harvey, but, like, he has a little bit more depth than Harvey does. Yeah. Definitely think he's more interesting than Harvey. Mm -hmm. But I think Harvey's a better person. Oh, of course. You know. I'm surprised that Harvey was able to shoot the husk of his brother at the end of the episode. Oh, boy. If... Even if I knew that my sister's soul wasn't in her, there's no way I'd be able to kill her. No, no. That's like... If someone said, hey, I'm going to do this for you, I'd be like, yeah, great, thanks, because I can't do that. Yeah, it's not going to be me, so good luck with that. I don't have the strength for that. So, I mean, it does speak to Harvey's, like, character that he is strong in that way, but I'm like... Also, is Tommy now, like, officially alive? In which case, now... Harvey might be charged with his murder? Like, oh yeah, if he dies twice. Yeah, like, I'm just confused about, like, he was officially alive again, then there's going to be, like, a murder investigation or, like, how are you gonna explain this? Like, I don't, especially because, like, if it was meant to be a secret the whole time, then, like, that would make more sense, but everybody knows about it now, so, like. But the only person who saw him was a male person. That's true. So, could be easy to throw under the bus. That's a person who delivers mail, not a person whose gender is male. (laughs) Can you imagine? Only person who saw him was a male person. A male person. You could just say a dude. what the hell is going on with Susie? Yeah, she's speaking to to the ghost of her dead aunt. Is her dead aunt like a witch or? Oh yeah. Because then she was like, well, the Spellmans are witches. So now like, like Susie and Roz are going to like talking about how Sabrina's a witch and Harvey knows that Sabrina's a witch. And I'm just. Yeah. So like Roz's family. Okay. So Harvey's family hunted, hunted witches. witches. Roz's family cursed was by cursed witches. by witches. Susie's family. Question mark? Yeah. Don't know. Not sure. How do you feel about Ambrose being able to leave the house now? I feel good about it. Yeah. Me too. Happy for him. Yeah. I like that Father Blackwood said, feel free to, free to spread out. And they took that to mean. We both you started know, something screaming. Something literal. <laughs> we were like, that's his office. You're at school. Don't do that. Literally, it's so disrespectful. But you know what? On the other hand, it's also kind of what Father Blackwood deserves. Yeah. You know? I feel like Father Blackwood is gross. He'd go, he'd probably be like, way to go. Nice. No, he wouldn't. Oh he'd my probably, God. You don't think he'd be gross about Doesn't it? Doesn't he kind of just feel like a homophobe? Oh. I don't know. I guess. They literally held hands in front of him though. Oh, good point. How did you feel about um, Hilda telling off those dudes? Oh, I loved it. I love that too. I, I almost wish I hadn't seen that clip already on Tumblr, you know? Because I had already seen the clip and so I was like, nice. And then when yeah. it came, I was like, nice. But like, I don't know. Already. I kind of wish I had seen it while, like while I was just watching, you know? It's also, it's hard because I'm of two minds about like the the truth behind why Susie was being bullied. Like a lot of people are like, oh, people who bully other people about being gay are just upset because they're gay. And a lot of the time it's like, no, they're just horrible people. Yeah. And, you know, statistically every once in a while it'll be because they're gay. So in this one, it's like, 
the bullying of gay people is due to like the internalized self-loathing of being gay or and then of also of trauma and i'm like i don't know about Mm. all that i need to i need to do some more research into how i feel about that I, yeah. Um, it seemed to me that, like, the main dude wasn't gay. He was just a jerk because um, a bad thing happened to him. And then his friend was the one who was, like, into him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So that might... But still, because, it, you know, it still implies that trauma makes you a terrible person. Yeah. It to then traumatize other people. Yeah. But, I mean, you never know. Yeah. What else happened? Other than, I guess, Sabrina telling Harvey that she's a witch. Which also didn't really feel like it had stakes either because she can just reverse things you know um and she's already told him one of them wasn't a dream so that's fair but she's already told him twice in this show yeah like ross ross lynch is like i've already heard this how (laughs) i've already reacted to this revelation like as a as an actor he's probably thinking like how do i make each one different you know so and they all kind of seem the same (laughs) yeah they're all just kind of like what What? yeah whereas i would if someone told me i wish i'd be like what it actually got kind of like show me a trick the first time she told him he was angry the second time he was like oh i still love you because you know it's in the dream dream. the third time it was kind of just like so which kind of makes sense because he'd already been through a trauma that last time yeah okay yeah i think that's it for now okay (gasps) next episode's the last one yay woo i can't wait to see what happens next i can't wait to see what happens next (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Welcome back from the preview. How was the preview, guys? I don't know. I hope it was good. I hope so, too. The main thing- I think we actually did some complaining, because the main thing I took out of it was that we felt like there was no season-long arc. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we said before, it's just kind of like bottle episodes. Um, I would say that the only real episode arc that we get is- 108, 109, 110. I agree. Um, so this was the first, other than that time when we had like Uncle Jesse at the very end of one episode and the next episode was all about Uncle Jesse. It was really just, yeah. Uh, it was like, this was the first episode where it's like, oh yes, something that happened last episode is really important. Had consequences. Had consequences, yeah. The fact that the biggest arc of this was the mind collapse drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. They say that their doctor's name is Dr. Fibes. Same. I don't know what that means. The Abominable Dr. Fibes is a 1971 British comedy horror film. The film follows the title character, Dr. Anton Fibes, who blames the medical team that attended to his wife's surgery four years prior for her death and sets out to exact vengeance on each one. Fibes is inspired in his murderous spree by the 10 players of Egypt from the Old Testament. So this is more Bible stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but his name is Dr. Fibes, um, which is like, you know, just another fun thing like in Riverdale recently where they named the, um, named something like Highsmith College and it was like a whole lesbian thing. My favorite kind of thing. Doc Fibes. Yes. Scary. Just really calling, uh, just, um, <clears throat> little homages to things that are interesting. I'm gonna, uh, here's another thing that's, uh, gross. Cool. So Zelda knows he's married and that his wife isn't into it, but she thinks it's her duty to her religion, question mark. This is why these characters are so unlikable. Mm-hmm. Because I, like, I like Zelda, but at the same time, like, she is, I like her, but she's unlikable. Yeah. And she's not unlikable in a way where women are messy. She's unlikable in a way where all of the, like, characters of magic are unlikable because they have no morals. Mm -hmm. And I get that that's the point, but that doesn't mean that I... I mesh with it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Zelda does stuff like this, I'm like, okay, cool. And like I just said, my next note was, finally, plot points from previous episodes are important to the next episode. Consequences. So, Tommy, like, the, the husk of Tommy, I guess, is just, he just spends a lot of time just staring into a mirror. And I would like to um, propose a theory. Go for it. 
staring at the mirror because the mirror world is where he belongs, question mark, trying to get to his soul, question mark. Ooh, I'm nuts about that theory. I love that. I mean, you know, that. I mean, it's not going to come up any other time, but that's that's what I propose. Yeah, no, I really like that. Canon. Yeah. Yeah, my next note was, seems like everyone but Harvey is a little magical, at least. Oh, for sure. Leviathan the mouse, it's a joke, like calling a big person tiny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love those kind of jokes. Yeah. I don't even know what I was talking about, but my next note is, I forgot about literally all of this. <laughs> And guess what? I forgot again. I don't know what- My hero. Um, okay. What else happened in this episode? This was just like the big mind collapse, right? No, that happened a while ago. No, but like this is like the consequences of the mind collapse. Yeah, this is like- Zombie stuff. Zombie Tommy. Did we think that Tommy was- Tommy? Did we think that Tommy was a zombie? (laughs) (laughs) Do you like that? Did you like that? I think that we thought Tombi was a zombie. Because they don't say the the Z word. No, I don't think they do. No. Ambrose is in- Blackwood's office and Blackwood is like hello these are what you're gonna be doing at the academy mm-hmm. and such mm-hmm. um why is Luke here and please don't smash in his office I never even thought about that ew I mean Blackwood's creepy he might be about it yeah that's the thing that's upsetting um so now Prudence cares about her sister after she helped her get murdered last episode well you know how it is I feel like they don't think that there's actually consequences for their actions. Yeah. And then when there actually is, they're like, oh, crap. Like, someone that I care about could actually die. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, they don't come back. Sorry. Here is the um, best note that I've ever taken, I think. Okay. So, Agatha has been puking up dirt and turnips. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I noticed in the background is that Dorcas ate the puke turnip. What? (laughs) She's like... She's been puking up turnips, holding up the turnip. And then if you look in the background, in the next one, she has taken a bite out of the puke turnip. Why? I don't know. That's actually really funny. Yeah. That's nasty and it's funny. And the phrase, the puke turnip. Just wanted to say that again. The... No, there's no way to really mash yep. those two words together in a fun pun. Oh. Yeah. Turnip puke... Pune up. <laughs> Turp puke. No. Turp puke. Turp puke. It doesn't work. Hilda knew Virginia Woolf. So I guess she was also a witch. I love that. I love that too. Or, or, or they... Just oh yeah, she was immortal, so she would if she or, or if she was immortal, would they still know her? I don't know. Interesting. Um, so Cerberus Books, the bookstore, is called Cerberus Books and Spirits, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be like ooh spooky, but also does that mean it's also a bar? Yes, it's a bar. Yeah, I thought it just like was a cafe. I think you can just, you can order alcohol from it. Oh, okay. So one of the things that they said about, like, limbo, this purgatory that they live in, is that there's a witch limbo and a mortal limbo. Um, and it's for people who died before their time. Mm -hmm. And... So you just have to suffer there and make sure someone doesn't eat you? So... What kind of limbo is that? So I got, her mom died before her time. Her dad didn't, or he's in witch limbo. Oh, yeah, witch limbo, obviously. Man! But why is limbo a punishment? Because if you die before your time, you go there and then you have to worry about a soul eater? Yeah, sounds garbagey. Right? And, like, the fact that he was the high priest and he like made this whole thing about about them being able to be together it's and didn't take the precaution of them dying and like i wonder if that's why they were on their way to were they on their way to the vatican or to rome or something like that weren't they 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 were on their way to the vatican yeah so maybe that's what he was i'm just making things up but like maybe he was on his way to the vatican to get like witch permission for her to also be in witch limbo or witch afterlife or whatever. I don't know. And then they both died. So then they had to be split up. 
I'm making things up. I mean, that's possible. I don't know if it's probable, but it's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed and I brought up earlier is Sabrina is annoying now. She's too righteous, but incorrectly. Mm. She's she's righteous, but she's not right. Which is what I actually find interesting because I love a protagonist who's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, even though I was irritated at Sabrina's, like, like, righteousness, I was also like, how often do you get to see a teenage girl be wrong about something and not just be right all the damn time? Right. And, like, have people be like, yes, she is Katniss Everteen and nothing she does is wrong. It's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 this is a, I mean, Katniss was also messy and yeah. she was complex, but I- I did like that she was allowed to be wrong about stuff. The problem was that the narrative wound up justifying her wrongness Mm -hmm. um, because it solved its problems for her. Right. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. If I were Zelda, I would be so pissed at Wardwell. She just keeps, like, stop helping her do bad things. It seems like every time they're like, Sabrina, please don't do this, Wardwell helps her do it. And they're like, yeah, Wardwell helped me. And then they don't get mad at Wardwell. Like, it'd be like, like, uh, at the, in season one of Lost, Walt, who's this 10-year-old kid, keeps hanging out with John Locke, who teaches him to throw knives and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Locke is a man of the of the island, a man of nature, you know, and he's, like, all out here doing cool things that Walt wants to be a part of. And Michael says, Michael, sorry, Michael is Walt's father. Michael says, Locke, please stop hanging, I mean, you know, he's meaner about it, but he's basically like, stop hanging out with my son because I don't want him freaking learning how to throw knives and stuff stop hanging out with him. It's weird that you keep hanging out with him even though I told you not to. Mm -hmm. And even though Walt is the one who keeps coming, so Walt is Sabrina in this, obviously, but even though Walt keeps going to Locke and saying, please hang out with me, Locke is saying, no, Walt, your father doesn't want to hang, doesn't want me hanging around you. We should really respect what he thought. Yeah. And I mean, obviously Wardwell has another ulterior motive, like a massive ulterior motive, but I mean- Michael even says, even after catching Walt with Locke, even though Locke didn't want him there, he sees Walt with Locke and goes up and and starts getting mad at Locke again and says, like, if I see you with my son again, I'll kill you. And Zelda just never gets mad at Wardwell, even though... She keeps helping Sabrina do the things that she asked her not to do. They should have a very antagonistic relationship. Yeah. But they they keep those spheres separate, Mm -hmm. which means that we very rarely see Madame Satan folded into the main plot. I don't know what the main plot is, but she's never in it. And we're not, we're still not entirely clear what her motives are because it was always supposed to be that her, her like directive was get Sabrina to sign the Book of the Beast. Yeah. But we don't really see how she accomplishes that because she kind of just always helps Sabrina on side quests, Mm -hmm. but we're not sure how that's supposed to steer her towards the Book of the Beast. And then she fails and then everything's fine and whatever. And that means she fails. Well, like, remember she has to kiss the devil's hoofs at the end? Yeah, but that was like forever ago. And then she does eventually get Sabrina to sign it. Yeah, but like, I don't know. To me, like, so much of like her mission was just like a failure because it took her forever to do something, but we weren't sure what she was doing the entire time anyway. Right. I don't know. Um, Zelda says that she regrets taking in Sabrina. What would have been different if Diana's family had taken her? Would she have been like a muggle-born? She would have like never known that she yeah. was a... I mean, which, she like, might I wonder like... if Diana's family knew that she married a... I doubt it. Warlock. Because our mortals aren't supposed to know those things, right? Right. Right. So I doubt that they, they knew that. My next question was good guy Nick. I don't know what that was about. Okay. But whatever. They baptized Sabrina specifically so she wouldn't go to limbo. So yeah. that's why her mom is so upset to see her there. She's just like, so you're not my kid. I literally sacrificed a lot for that to happen. So. Seems like everyone's naked except the people we talk to. Everybody in limbo is naked. Yeah. Except for Diana and except for Tommy. So I'm Y'all like, are what's kind of weird. 
put clothes on. So is Tommy's soul gone forever now? Yeah, I think so. There's like no way to bring him back. Now. Yeah, he's he's uh, heckin' dead, my dude. Um, the portal reminds me of the tree portal in Stranger Things. I literally thought that when we were watching. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now Harvey finally actually knows she's a witch and she's not gonna take it back this time. Yeah. Okay. Everybody I- knows. And he's like, I don't know how I feel about that. Sabrina has already committed murder, was the reason that all of this happened, and killed Tommy's soul personally. Yeah, I would say that's a complex female character. And Harvey says to Sabrina, I don't want you to be the person that did that to any part of Tommy. I get that. Well, it looks like she kind of did that to every part of Tommy. Yeah, she kind of did all of those things already. Yeah. Harvey shouldn't have had to do that. He didn't even want to kill the deer. So true. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I had for that for that uh, episode. Now it's time for favorite line award. Um, my favorite line award goes to Zelda and Hilda for. I could never say no to Sabrina. Zelda, you always say no to Sabrina. I mean, she just doesn't listen to you. That's funny. That's funny and true. Yeah. And mine goes to Zelda and Ambrose for. Ambrose says he didn't give it to you. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Hey, Brittany, have you heard of Patreon? I sure have. Would you like me to tell you about it? I would love that. Um, because you don't know. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just, you're just an idiot. Mm-hmm. It is a service that you, where you can donate monthly to your favorite creators. Wow. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash theaffectionados. And if you like what we do here, you could donate to us. And that would be super cool. Because then that helps pay for our hosting fees to put these podcasts up. Yay. And that's what Patreon is. Yes. And you also get early access if you become a Patreon. Oh, yeah. we have the, Patreon, That's Patreon. one of our perks. Perks. So if you're wanting things early, that's how you get them. And if you can't donate for any reason, um, the next best thing you can do is recommend us to a friend. And I love getting things early. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the bomb. like, it's a kink. Yeah. Mm, don't worry about it. Shut up. Um, okay. So the last episode um, that we're going to be talking about in the last episode of season one. I don't know if the Christmas special counts as season one or not. It's listed on Wikipedia as part of season one. Yeah, I think it is on Netflix too, um, but we are going to be looping it in with season two when we talk about it. Um, It's called The Witching Hour. So here's The Witching Hour. Ross and Susie confront Sabrina about being a witch and she tells them everything. Madam Satan sacrifices a student at the hanging tree to conjure the Greendale 13, which is sacrificed by the coven and hanged by mortals centuries earlier. The 13 summon the Red Angel of Death and send Ambrose to warn everyone. Father Blackwood orders all witches to the academy for their safety. To protect the mortals, the Spellmans conjure a tornado for them to congregate in the storm shelter at Baxter High. The Spellmans cast a protection spell on Baxter High, but Ambrose and Zelda are summoned to the academy. Madam Satan takes Sabrina to the woods and convinces her to sign the Book of the Beast to gain the power to defeat them. Sabrina unleashes Hellfire on the Hanging Tree in the 13th, burning their souls and banishing the Red Angel of Death. During the event, Lady Blackwood dies while giving birth. Zelda lies to Father Blackwood, claiming the larger twin consumed the other, when in reality the firstborn twin was a girl, which Zelda keeps for herself. Later, Madame Satan reveals her plan of becoming the Dark Lord's queen to Hawthorne before killing him and her familiar. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's also my thoughts on the finale, which is, huh? Huh? Okay, my first question is, what what was the point of the Red Angel of Death if we literally never saw him? What was the point of that? What was the point of the hanging women? Yeah. They didn't get any justice. I was like, I thought that the hanging women were supposed to be like angels of vengeance because yeah. they were treated so poorly. They were cast out. They were like Sabrina, mm-hmm. you know? Not quite mortal, like cast out by mortals, cast out by witches. But instead she just burns them. Yeah. 
And I'm like, what? What? Also, just hearing you say that um, Zelda saying last episode, maybe we shouldn't have taken in Sabrina, and then Zelda choosing to take in another baby is mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. Um, but before we talk about anything else, let's throw to our preview thoughts. Hello. Hi. Uh, so we're done. We did it. We just finished it. What are your thoughts? Um, I liked it as a finale. I liked it. Yeah, as a I, overall, the show. I don't know the finale. I liked. Yeah, the yeah. finale. I liked the show. Like, okay. Yeah, like I really liked the the stakes the finale set up. Mm. I'm excited for the potential of the finale. Like now, right. I'm like, oh, okay, crap. I'm interested in season two now. Mm. Yeah, because we were just saying right at the very end here, like, Dark Sabrina is the most interesting Sabrina, and we were getting tired of regular Sabrina. Yeah, the self-righteousness was just getting to be a bit much. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of things happened. I don't even, like, there's a lot to talk about. It was, it certainly wasn't the full coherent season arc. Like, it wrapped up, like, the consequences of the last episode, but I don't quite understand the rest of it. Right. Like, Zelda stole a twin. Okay, so starting with the twins then, Sabrina, at like the very beginning of the season, she like got out of the bath in her dream and then she saw like two babies and one had like the bottom of a goat, right? Yeah. And so when she was like, oh, they're twins. And then she was like, oh, this one's weird. Like it turned out it was just because like that one was a girl and it wasn't supposed to be. I guess Um, so. But I thought like, oh my God, that's what it was. It was those babies from the dream. Yeah. Because we had just been told earlier in the episode that Sabrina's dreams from before meant something. But now, I guess. But we didn't see the baby's feet. Exactly. That's true. But I feel like they would have brought it up. Yeah. I don't quite understand the whole significance of the twins. Like, maybe it's that Sabrina is a twin or something. I don't know. Yeah. But also, when Zelda said that, like, oh, it, like... One of the twins absorbed the other or whatever. Like, that happened in Hilda's dream mm-hmm. before, so I thought that was also significant. And then Zelda's nightmare happened. Yeah. Because Hilda decided to separate them. Right. What was- Ambrose's was, like, eating his own heart. Okay, doesn't apply. Maybe it was more like- Sabrina's was they them, her friends turning on her, which also didn't really happen. No. So, did those dreams mean anything or no? I don't know. Okay. I feel like, just like on Riverdale, like, how the serpents are the most interesting characters. Like, Sabrina, like, going full tilt into Hogwarts land, I'm like, nice. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the stuff where I'm like, oh yeah, okay, Prudence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I still, like, I like Harvey and Roz and Susie. Yeah, and, and I'm interested in their storylines. And that's the difference yeah. because I don't like Archie. <laughs> um, but, yeah. my I mean, my favorite part of the episode was just Nick and Harvey hanging out. Yeah. I love that. For Whereas them. I was really intrigued by what Madame Satan was doing, even though I didn't understand any of it. And like, I didn't understand like how she was like, if it was that easy to get Sabrina to sign the book, she should have just done that in episode two. Yeah. So I don't know about all that, but yeah, dark Sabrina is my favorite part. I think. Oh, and Hilda and what, what is Cerberus? His, is that his name? Yes. Yeah, Cause Dr. Cerberus's books. But Cerberus is, like, Cerberus a mythological book. creature. Right, it's the three-headed dog. Yeah. Unless he is Cerberus. And you he named it. it that because he's actually Cerberus. A dog? Yeah, in the form of a human. Okay. Mm-hmm. You thought he was a vampire, I though. also think he's a vampire. I have a lot of theories. I still think Luke is a vampire, and I definitely think that Cerberus is a vampire because we literally, the first time we saw him, he was dressed as Dracula. Yeah, that's a good point. So, but also, love you, Sinclair. Sorry you died. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 
But happy you're live on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And happy you're happy. Pissed that Rose died, though. Or, like, the, uh, Roz's grandma. Who's Rose from Lost. Who's Rose from Lost. Mm-hmm. She's not supposed to die. Rose never dies. But I was saying that it's weird to see her, like, talk about things that are so mystical. Because on Lost, she's very matter-of-fact and she's like, I know what's up. Yeah. And then she was just recently on Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Holt's mom. So she was, like, the most matter-of-fact yeah. and she doesn't say anything crazy. And then this one, she's just like, whoa. And I was Booty like, things. what's going on here? I sure would like some clarification as to, like, what was going on with Susie's Aunt Dorothea. Mm-hmm. And, like, how Aunt Dorothea was, like, able to appear to them. Yeah. Like, like her aunt just kind of, like, showed up. Oh, and there's also no- another gender switch here where Roz's grandma referred to Susie as him. That's what she's been doing the whole time. But then other people referring to them as her. I don't know which one to use. So is it that we use all or that we use just them? Well, I saw an interview with Lachlan and it said that they go by they, them. Okay. So I think we should probably just continue using they, them. Okay. But yeah, I would like some clarification also on as to why Rose died because... Yeah, she just, like, died. Honestly, like, obviously I would never, I wouldn't want this, but it would make more sense if, like, Hilda died because she, like, was put by herself in this really, like, big position and, you know, and then she, like, got overwhelmed and stuff, so it would make sense. Yeah. I'm glad that it didn't happen, but it seemed to me that Rose just kind of, like, stood up and was like, "Uh uh-oh, and then died, you know? Like, nothing nothing traumatic happened to make that happen to her. And, like, Madame Satan was like, little did she know she was making her own death shroud, and I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be a big death, and then it was just like, oh, we forgot to write the death in, so, um... Yeah, she's dead now. Womp. But like I said before, my favorite part was Harvey and Nick hanging yeah. out. My, I love- Narvi. I love when Hick? two dudes who are like part of a love love triangle mm-hmm. type thing. I prefer love triangles when it's two men and a girl. Like if it has to be, you know, if it's like a heteronormative love triangle, mm-hmm. I prefer it to be two dudes and a girl because then you get the dudes being- um, Weird about it. Weird about it and, like, uncomfortable and um, feeling a little bit like... What's the word? I used it before. Jealous? No, they're like, um, uh... I mean, yes, jealous, but also they're just like, um... Like, they're just, like, unsure of themselves, you know? Like, they're Like, does she like me or does she like you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for example, my literal favorite scene... There are so many great scenes into All the Boys I've Loved Before, but my favorite scene in the whole movie is when Peter and Josh talk for the first time and Josh is like, oh, hey, are you driving Laura Jean home? And Peter goes, looks like it. And they're like, oh. And they both kind of go, hmm. And they just leave. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, so that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, and then like We're playing this game now. Jack and Sawyer are like weird about Kate on Lost. I think it's funny because they're both like, well, I like Kate. I like Kate too. Uh, mm, what if she doesn't pick me? Meh. Like, I think that's funny. And like Kate and Sabrina are both like oblivious. They're just like, what? <laughs> Yeah. I'm doing my own thing. I have my own life. So I love that crap. When Harvey was just like, what kind of friends are you guys? I was like, I'm living my best life right now. She literally rewound it to make sure that she saw it. (laughs) So I was like, hey, did you see that? She was like, no. I was already talking about like when he showed up. I was just like, yes, this is the exact, this is the exact um, dynamic that I love Mm -hmm. between two dudes. Like Jonathan and Steve. It was like exactly Jonathan and Steve, except Nancy wasn't there, you know? Like, 
And plus, I didn't want to kick either of them in the teeth, whereas Jonathan makes mm. me want to scream. So uh, look forward to our Stranger Things podcast. I have a deep and irrational hatred for Jonathan. I loved Jonathan I in Jonathan. season one. So like- um, I loved Jonathan in season one. Season mm. two, I was like, I don't ever want to see your face again. Okay, great. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to our season- yeah. for, to our Stranger Things podcast. What else, my friend? I feel like there was so much that happened. I feel like we actually covered a lot of- like, the big points. Yeah. I mean, the witches burn. Sabrina weirdly enjoyed it. And now she's a platinum blonde. Support her. I love her hair. Yeah. Like, Sabrina's supposed to be platinum blonde. So, like, this is probably them being like, this is the Sabrina you're waiting yeah. for. You know? And that she was holding hands with the weird sisters. Oh. That was kind of cute. I'm like, well, you literally just murdered murdered Agatha, but go off, I guess. Agatha knows who the elf is. Yeah. She's like, I'm the only one gets to wear red. And Prudence is like... Mm, that's fine, actually. Yeah, actually. You can do what you can do. That red isn't my color. Yeah, <laughs> I look forward to seeing Tati this year at Unity Days and maybe talking to her about it. Yep, that's it. That's all I got. I feel like there was more, but I don't care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our prelim thoughts. Prelim thoughts. I'm sure our future selves will have more things to say about this. Yeah, our our post-limb thoughts, if you will. We will be talking also about the Christmas special. Yep. When that happens. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs>
but maybe we've helped start like crack that puzzle open right i don't want to yeah yeah maybe harvey says that they called the funeral home for tommy's body Mm -hmm. but they didn't call the they didn't call them they called the funeral home in riverdale so that's dr curdle i mean he's the he's the mortuary yeah does is I mean, for the Spellmans, it's the same as it's a mortuary and funeral home. Yeah. Is that also in Riverdale? Yes. Okay. So that was literally Dr. Curdle. Yes. And then Dr. Curdle died and we have Dr. Curdle Jr. now. And Dr. Curdle obviously died because of the events that happened here. You think? Yes. I'd love that. I I think that would be a a neat tie-in that they might slide into Riverdale later, I would hope. Or it was cut from earlier. Right. I don't know. It's possible. It's gotta be because it has to be cut from earlier because now season one of Sabrina is going to be so far off if they don't bring it up in season three of Riverdale that it's like no one's going to care or remember that. Yeah, you're right. Why is Madam Satan allowed in this meeting? Is that why she has sunglasses on? Like she's in the meeting with everybody. It's because she has and she has sunglasses on so she's hiding because she's like I'm totally not part of your coven but I'm here I think they just let her do whatever she wants right all firstborns will die only sons though they only ask about sons yeah so once again more men dying um my next thing is I'm gonna go ahead and ship Roz and Susie I'm down with that okay I'm gonna do it okay I don't care Nick and Harvey I just I love a love triangle Mm -hmm. and I think I've said it I think I might have even said it in the preview but like I get Steve and Jonathan vibes from Nick and Harvey. Where you want them to resolve their differences by kissing instead of fighting. Right. And also, yeah. you know, yeah, it's just it's just good good content. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Teleporting someone is different than summoning them because Sabrina, when she summons people, she like says a spell and then they're like show up of their own accord. But it seems like teleporting somebody, you just like show up and grab them and then leave, you know? Yeah. Uh, like you're with me now, man. I would like a distinction. Does Luke really love Ambrose, or was it just Hilda's spell? Heck in doubt it. It was just Hilda's spell, which makes it feel really gross. Agreed. Um, and I don't like it. Thank no, you. No, I don't- I don't- every, the, Everything to do with the Luke storyline to me just confused the hell out of me. I was yeah. like, why is this here? Like, I want, like, Ambrose to have nice things, but I want it to be relevant- Mm-hmm. Who the hell is Luke? You know what I mean? I was so much more interested in Connor, who I never even met or saw, really. I mean, you, you kind of saw him. I guess. Yeah. He was dead already, though. Yeah, he was dead, but you saw him. Did you think Hilda was going to die this episode? No, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was like, we were obviously worried about her. I thought maybe she would get, like, injured or, like, held hostage or something. But yeah. I didn't think she was going to die. At some point, wouldn't Sabrina start to be suspicious of Madam Satan? You would think, but, like, I remember being a teenager and I was so self-centered that I didn't notice anything else around me. Why is Sabrina so special? Because she's a half-breed, duh. Shouldn't that mean that she's less special? Theoretically, but that's not know. how that works. I don't get it. Because she has, she has the power of humanity and the love for humanity and the magic of the witches and i do think that there's merit to that because it means that she's a whole person Mm -hmm. as opposed to like the half emotions that witches have i guess and it's supposed to be like the first per the first son born to the high priest but it's supposed to be like the first kid because sabrina might be powerful because she's the first born of the high priest but then it's like zelda thinks that she needs to get rid of the first girl because she's the first born of the high priest Mm -hmm. but wasn't that prudence oh my god it is prudence like well, maybe maybe the- was he not high priest at the point that he had prudence maybe no and but so- even if you're not high priest that's still important yeah i don't know well, that just turned my whole brain around does Ro- rose or nana ruth die because because she's the firstborn i don't know i guess i don't know 
I, it's possible. Also, Sinclair, who is Dr. Cerberus, is the oldest of three boys. Does it have to all be dudes? I am confusion. Uh, yes, yes, it does. Okay. Um, R.I.P. Lady Blackwood, secret, secret twin, I wrote. I don't, I don't know. I kind of, um, wish that they hadn't killed her because I think she had some complexity there that would have made, like, you know, offered a little bit to the show. Yeah. I don't know. They give Blackwood the story that one son consumed the other. And that was kind of like Hilda's dream in dreams in a witch house or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like Hawthorne had a son who he consumed and then was in his stomach or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's this moment where Sinclair and Hilda kiss and he walks away and he looks all happy, but then he's all like evil. Yeah, I think that was just Alessandro being creepy. But then don't his like eyes flash with the color or something? Oh my God, that was the thing I was actually interested in. Okay, here's the thing. I love Alessandro Giuliani. Yeah. I've met Alessandro Giuliani. No way. He is a cool dude. He is super nice. I love him in everything. I want him to be in season two more mm-hmm. because I just love him so much. He's and so I, talented. I love, I like, he's Canadian and I love him from when he was on Battlestar Galactica and he played Gaeta, who was like actually like a really important character, especially going into like the fourth season. He was always important, but, and then he was in the hundred and now he's here. And honestly, that might be the thing that keeps me watching this show is yeah. Alessandro Giuliani. Mm-hmm. I know now that they've killed off Rose, yeah, I'm like, like, ah. You're like, oh, okay. Blackwood gathers a bunch of dudes and he just gathers a bunch of dudes and he's like here's my little dude yeah my little son dude so zelda was right if it had been if he it had been like the the daughter yeah then i mean i don't know what blackwood would have done killed her i mean that's why blackwood doesn't care about prudence yeah she's not a son so again with the the things that like to jump out yeah stolas can speak as a raven i don't know like the whole thing with salem is that he can't speak while he's a cat which sucks because salem was the standout character of sabrina the teenage witch and we all know it and that was not a controversial thing to say when it's just a fact so it's just weird that stolas can speak as a raven and he's literally like moving his mouth like a i mean i feel like any familiar of madame satan's has to be more powerful right than like a regular familiar yeah like just has to be and now i like this new sabrina more and i I hope season two is good. Yeah. I just hope that for it. I hope I hope that for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not the season one was bad. No, it's not a bad show. No. I and it has all of the ingredients that should make me love it. Yeah. I don't know why I don't. I will continue to not understand why I don't. Mm-hmm. I think because it can't decide whether it wants to be cheesy or good. Yeah. So it's somewhere in the middle. And I'm like, just be Riverdale or don't be Riverdale. You know I would I mean? love I would love a season long arc in season two. By the time this goes up, maybe some people who are listening to this have seen all of season two and they'll know. Mm-hmm. But at this point, we don't know. But that's what I'm hoping for. Like, if I could, if you could have any hope for season two, Brittany, what would it be? Because mine would be that there is, is a continuing season long arc rather than just a whole bunch of bottle episodes, because those are hard to get through if you don't like the premise. They're not bottle episodes. They're standalone episodes. Oh, okay. Bottle episodes are episodes that take place in one room. Well, then why is the constant called a bottle episode? It's not. They're all wrong about it. Oh, okay. Oh, mine would obviously be bisexual Zelda and lesbian Madame Satan. Mm. Yeah. Or bisexual. It just, they, they, they put their faces together and kiss. Okay. Thank you. Another wish that I have for season two, and I've seen a little bit about this, and I think that we do get it a little bit, is more um, clarity on Susie's, on the way that Susie identifies. Yeah, I want more exploration of like how they deal with their their gender and their sexuality and things like that. Yeah. So now it's time for our favorite line award. My favorite line award goes to Nick and Harvey for- Sabrina sent a friend of hers in your backup for the night. What kind of friend? What kind of friend? (laughs) Hmm, I'm a dumb baby. 
And I feel jealous, even though I just broke up with her. Oh my god. And that's exactly how he says it, too. What kind of friend? What kind of friend? Hmm. What kind of friend? What, what kind of friend? Oh, yeah. I don't even, like, care or yeah, anything. I, I just, like, want to know. It's literally, that's Jimmy Jr. Um, fighting with <laughs> Tina Stan's boyfriend, which is, yeah. well, I kissed her first. Well, you kissed her first, but I, I kissed her worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait. <laughs> and mine goes to Prudence for... Thoughts and prayers. Isn't that how the mortals put it? Thoughts and prayers. I have nothing else to add. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you are so inclined, write us a review on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. It's perpetually open. It's just in the description. Um, tell us some things that you like about the podcast so we know what to continue. So Tell us some things that you don't like about the podcast so we know what to change. Yeah. Thanks. If you're a fan of Riverdale, um, I think you can tell that we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to talk about that show, too. And it's available on this feed. Yeah, so you're already in the right place. Yeah. Good uh, job, guys. If you're a fan of The 100, we'd like to talk about that show, too. Um, uh, very soon here, we're going to be starting season six. So if you're looking for some week-by-week season six content, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready for it. If you're a fan of Lost, we'd like to talk about that show, too. We covered season one, and we're in the middle of season two right now. Yes. Uh, we're finally bringing season two back, so I'm really excited. Hell yeah. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show, too. Um, we are going uh, episode by episode in season one leading up to the beginning of season three um so we are really excited about that i love that season podcast. three is gonna be dope you can follow the aficionados on twitter facebook tumblr instagram redbubble youtube but most important i do work really hard on our tumblr though so please support me. sure she does thank you um our patreon is patreon.com slash the if you like what we do here please consider donating because it's expensive it's really expensive you can follow me on Twitter at, at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. Join us for our next episode, which is the Christmas special. Yes, we're going to be doing the Christmas special 201 and 202, um, going three episodes by three episodes. Cool. So, um, no promises as to when that's coming out. Definitely during the season three, season four Riverdale hiatus, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you, bye.